0: You're listening to the marketing for learning podcast the only podcast in the world designed to help you increase your capabilities when it comes to marketing in the learning function we're here to help you make your learners do things they don't want to do you're welcome Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing for Learning podcast. You are joined by myself and Hannah Wadhams today. And we're here really just to do some really gratuitous bragging, I suppose. Um, <laughs> no, we, we just we thought we'd do a short little session just to talk about our recent award win. Um, feel free to not listen to this. It's not going to talk a huge amount about marketing for learning, apart from the fact that a uh, marketing agency winning a learning award says a lot about where our industry is going I think you mm-hmm. couldn't agree more and if you didn't know if we hadn't said it enough
1: we want start up learning provider of the year at the learning, learning Awards last week.
0: Yeah, it was gold. We gold, won gold. Gold! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, gosh, I really, you know, I think you made a valid point earlier. We're, you know, we can come across a bit bullshy sometimes, but we just really didn't think. No. We didn't think we were going to win, you know. I think the fact that we even got to be a finalist as a marketing agency amongst just tech suppliers, um, mm-hmm. I think is in and of itself a, a really exciting thing, but then for us to win was just. Yeah, I haven't fully. I I still I can't believe it. I'm beyond happy still, and I know you are as well, Ash. Like, oh yeah, I've slept with the award under my pillow for two days. So <laughs>
1: we we do shared
0: ownership with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got custody every other Saturday, and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, it you know, I feel like Princess and the P Like, what's this under me? Oh, it's so comfortable, but uncomfortable <laughs> in equal measures. But yeah, I think, you know, really, we don't need to brag too much about it. Really, I just think I wanted to chat with you about, you know, the fact that the fact that we won, what does that say? Because we had judges that were L&D professionals, you know, they weren't vendors, they weren't marketing professionals. They were in-house L&D practitioners. And I think that 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 is testament to to people are starting to understand marketing for learning they get it a bit more and i think we can say it's actually a, it's thing. a thing yeah yeah i yeah. think
1: um i don't know if you've watched any of the videos back of us going up to get the award because i know we were just shouting oh my god at one another uh, but they, they were talking about us as we were walking up there and oh, were the they? That, <laughs> <laughs> they were <laughs> and there's a bit on it that says uh, mass marketing have really found a niche in the industry. And I think that's the thing that really sets us apart. We both love learning. We both see the huge value in it, but we also love marketing. And this is where we're gonna make the difference. It's not, we're not another tech provider. We don't care what tech you use, as long as it's good. We don't care what content you use, as long as it's good. But you can have the best of the best tech content, anything. If you're not telling people it's there, if people aren't aware that it's there, it's not gonna work. and I think that's what really makes us different. But let's be honest, you're the one that sat there and started up this business, Ash. So how do you think it's
0: changed since 2019, wasn't it? You set up Mass? Yeah, yeah. October 2019, I started. And I mean, obviously, it was just me. Uh, you, you hadn't joined the ranks by then. But, you know, I think I had been working as a as an in-house marketer. I was CMO, at a big brand, a well-known brand. And... Um, I just had started to really observe that there was a very clear need, in my opinion, for this. And it blew my mind that, you know, well, two things that always really staggered me when it came to L&D. One was the fact that uh, there was always huge budgets being spent and there was no ask from the organization to prove value or prove ROI of any kind. So very much seen as a cost center and behave as a consequence like we're a cost center and then the second thing was you know spending again vast amounts of budgets procuring new technologies and new tech solutions that great help cultivate and encourage really great learning experiences but then they just fall flat because there's no effort energy or in many cases even thought going into how to actually get people to use the stuff that you spend money on and so you know after just sitting on that for a few years and thinking like there's a business here, and there's a business here, <laughs> and like you know, I set up the name Mass back in 2017 or something like that. You know, I've I thought about it for a while, but I think I didn't have the confidence in myself to start the business. I think, and really in hindsight, I'm not sure the market was really mature enough yet. In many cases, it still isn't. But us winning the award for me is a very big signal that things are changing. Um, and so really, I don't know, you know, when I first started, I was, look, I was working with vendors a lot more than we are now. Um, you know, I think they got what I was offering a lot more quickly, but the end game has always been to do this for L&D. And really, I, would you say in the past six months, maybe six to 10 months, it's really flipped on its head and now the majority of our clients are L&D, um, mm-hmm. with the odd vendor sprinkled in for good measure. So it's it's definitely drastically shifted. Um, I would say the conversations I'm having with L&D haven't changed that much, um, but you know the attitudes towards what we're doing very clearly have. Mm-hmm.
1: I think from from my perspective, obviously, well, it's a year and a half I've been here now, and I weren't in a dissimilar position from you. I was leading a marketing team for a vendor, and I was thinking that there's a gap here, and I was seeing a lot of customers come back and buy new learning content because they were disgruntled that their previous hadn't worked. So buying more of the same was gonna help somehow. And okay, I'm sure the content they got was better, but you were still delivering it the same way and there was still none of that communications piece. And there was like a niggling feeling in me, obviously. I wasn't as far along as that niggle as you were. Um, And then you suddenly splashed up onto my LinkedIn screen saying, marketing for learning, you need to start marketing your content. I was like, yes, that is it. And I think it's phenomenal, the difference. So I joined, what, August 2020, wasn't it? The difference in the conversations we're having. And like you said, I don't think the conversations actually changed a lot in terms of the position people are currently in. Mm. But their acceptance of what we're doing has changed. Yeah. And I think there's still they're still a bit of nerves. I've had a few conversations over the last few weeks that's been a bit like, well, how, how can we dip our time in? <laughs> what can we start with? Um, but there's definitely a shift in mindset. And I think it's... People are starting to understand we need to actually deliver, we need to communicate, we need to make people aware of what we're doing in L&D rather than just sitting
0: on it and hoping that people will find it. Yeah, and that shift in mindset is the biggest thing of all because that's where it really all starts because if we just continue to do the same stuff, you know, okay, swap out this platform for this platform, swap out this type of content for this type of content, you're kind of just robbing Peter to pay Paul you're just you're not really sorting the problem out you're just moving it somewhere else and you know I think many practitioners I I feel like there's very two clear camps of people in L&D from my experience this is what I've observed I'm not saying it's true but this is what I would say from my experiences there there's the people who kind of feel like yeah you know this is how we do we need instructional design we need content we need a learning platform and you know it's that kind of very uh educationally kind of focused compliance oriented environment where it's very structured learning or there's just all reams of courses and go bananas go find what you want and then there's the other camp who are looking to innovate, who are maybe bringing in technology that isn't even learning technology. They wouldn't, you wouldn't see him having a stand at LearnTech, for example, using business software in a learning application. Um, you know, those people are the more kind of trailblazers in our industry, the voices that I'm more eager to listen to because I think that they're the ones that are helping us be more progressive in our approach and getting out of a mindset that did us well for a very long time you know instructional design e-learning learning learning content learning platforms you know 20 years ago those things were, were cutting edge and they were relevant and they were brilliant and in some cases they still have relevancy but what I guess I'm trying to say is the, the over-reliance on those things that used to be successful when they're really not being that successful anymore in some cases. And so we need to take that step back and really, again, just strip our, clean our brains out a little bit and kind of look at things a bit more freshly and say, you know, what is the problem? You know, if, I, if my content's the problem... I probably shouldn't buy more content. I should maybe understand why my content's the problem. If it is the fact that my content's outdated, okay, maybe I do need new content. But just swapping like for like without truly understanding the root cause of the problem is is something I see time and time again, and it makes my eye twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I had a really interesting conversation this morning, actually, with a client that was
1: saying part of their audience don't believe in e-learning don't believe in digital learning they're that old school um that they're just not interested in it and I was like well, why why are we talking about the delivery method up front we, we're selling solutions here we're selling solutions to the problems that our people are facing it should not matter whether it's an e-learning course a face-to-face program a blended program whatever you want to call it however you want to deliver it that's not what we're selling we're selling the solution and I think that's the mindset that I hope to see more in L&D because all too often it's, oh, well, we've got an e-learning course on this and we've got a face-to-face training course on that. I Honestly, couldn't care less about the delivery method. And other than the flexibility of digital learning, not having to be in a certain classroom at a certain time, the delivery method probably shouldn't bother your learners a hell of a lot either. It should be, what am I getting out of this? And that's where the marketing comes in. That's where the marketing for learning comes in. We're communicating and delivering a value, something that's actually going to benefit our people. Sure, and yeah, focus on the
0: value prop, you know. Yeah, and exactly. I think until until L&D takes more time to understand that about themselves, and again, like. I don't see that level of introspection. And I guess, you know, it sounds like we're being really negative and I don't I don't actually want to be because I see progression every day. And I, I, you know, for as much as I see plenty of people who are in that, that first camp who are a bit more obstinate and, you know, less likely to embrace, you know, I guess fixed mindset if you want to use that analogy. There, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of other people who are totally changing the way that we do things. And, you know, I think that's what we've got to do because we are at a point now where I think the internet is normalized it's you know everywhere ubiquitous whatever and it you know yes it's changed our lives again these are all conversations that have been around for a while now and you know this is this is life now it's not the new normal it is just life and we need to adapt a lot more than we have We've, we've adapted through technology but I don't think we've adapted in terms of understanding that It's not, the onus is not on our people to want to learn. It is on us to persuade them that learning is of merit and value. And it is, you know, some, um, someone I spoke to for an interview on the podcast who I can't mention because I haven't released it yet. Um, (laughs) but you know, they were basically saying exactly that he, he, he'd done, um, some training initiatives within his organization and the, one of the people who were on it came and said to him, you know, this has changed my life. And we forget that. We forget that learning can shift careers, can completely change the trajectory of someone's route and path. And, you know, those forkings are really fundamental in our lives. Like, you know, one minute you're here, the next minute you're there. And really that's, you know, without sounding too saccharine, that's what we're trying to do, right? Is enable L&D to be able to better impact people as a result of the learning experiences that they're putting so much time into developing in the first place.
1: Absolutely. And I think, yeah, we can sound like we're like almost bashing L&D. But L&D are making, there is a subset of L&D that are making the right moves in the right direction. Um, And as I said earlier on today, I think to you, Ash, we're only just getting started. This is only just the beginning. We're starting to change mindsets about how we can use marketing to really bolster learning. But I can't wait till the day that this becomes normal.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think it, it, it will take time. I've, I've not seen adoption of anything be, be a particularly quick process in my nine on 10 years here. Um, you know, sometimes I still hear conversations about things needing to be responsive, and I think, pardon. You know, like, we don't even... As marketers, that's, that's just not even, like... That's tacit now, like, it has Obviously. to be. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I don't know about you, but I spend a significant amount more time on my smartphone than I do on my laptop. So, you know, I think... We just, we're doing the right things We're you know, it's, it, it's just going to be a slow process, but I think, you know, I guess the key message for the listeners and, and everybody who's supported us is keep fighting that good fight, you know, and, and even if you can't do, there's a quote, I'm sure I've said it before on this podcast where it's like, you know, I, even if I can't do everything, I can still do something and I can still do some of the things which is better than nothing, right? And it's way more eloquent than how I just said it. But it's along those lines, like, just because you can't do nothing doesn't mean you can't do something. And I think that that's an important takeaway, right? Like, you don't need uh, sophisticated marketing automation technology, you don't need amazing graphic designers and videographers, you know, you just need to try a few things differently and see what results you're getting. You know, I think that that's the key. Like, try it and see where you get to because you know we're seeing good results and it's because this work it works like <laughs> it's, there's a reason most good businesses have marketing functions because if it's done well marketing works exactly
1: well there's our we won.
0: i know yeah i can't believe we won <laughs> no neither can I. I i'm
1: honestly still on cloud nine i'm so happy yeah. Um, and if anyone listening to this hasn't seen our reactions, go to LinkedIn and look at them because
0: we were a little bit surprised. <laughs> Just two ladies sat at home in their ooties making the magic, you know. But yeah, thank you to everyone who supported us. Thank you to all you listeners. Like, wow, you know, we, we surpassed over 3,000 listens and downloads or slash downloads uh, since no- early November, which is crazy. Um, And so, you know, thank you to people who are sharing the podcast, helping amplify the voice and reaching out to me or Han and telling us how it's having a positive impact on on what you're doing. I've genuinely had people email me or message me on LinkedIn saying, you have changed the way that I think. And yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. And that just, yeah, the award win is great. That stuff means even more, really. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough corniness. We'll get back to, we'll get back to real marketing for learning next week. Um, a few more, but, just,
1: a few more dinosaurs and pineapples,
0: and we'll be back back to normal. That's right. Yeah, more of that, please. <laughs> yeah. This is far too soppy for everybody. Far too soppy. <laughs> but yeah, we just uh, yeah had to do it. We have a platform. We have a voice. Let's use it, right? So, thanks for tuning in, guys, and um, thank you again for your continuous support. And uh, Hannah, marketing for learning. It is it's a thing it, it is a thing it's a thing <laughs>